Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Let's bring in TK. Trista What's Crick. Up? He checked five. What do you think? Of, what, what, what do you, like your hair today, TK. W- w- Thank you. We asked a, a, an uncomfortable question about, not, not, the, not like the ones that you normally <laughs> ask, just like a basketball <laughs> one. Um, what if the money that the Kings have, which we believe is about $17 million, isn't enough to compete with another offer for Malik Monk? Like, what do you think, what, what, what do you think Malik will earn this off season or could earn this off season in the open market? 20? That's kind of, that's kind of where we're at. And that's, that's a number where I feel like Malik, he might be willing to stay in Sacramento for that. Like, all right, it's a seventeen and some change to twenty difference. I'm staying. I'm staying here. It's when you start to get into the twenty twos or 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 twenty threes that I start to get a little nervous because the total value starts to become like seventeen to twenty million dollar difference between what Sacramento can offer and a competing team. Well, and then you think about maybe this place that would offer it. Right? There's a few states where that changes very meaningfully because sure. we know that California is the highest tax rate state in the country and then you've got places like texas and florida for a team like i don't know the houston rockets or the dallas mavericks or the miami heat or the or probably don't not, you can take orlando out of that well, no, we, we've been been guard. we've been talking about orlando orlando's gonna have really? 50 million dollars in cap space do they need another guard how many do they need they're yeah. going after brogdon they've got Suggs. they've got uh mark Fultz. they've got Caleb Houston, he's not a point guard, but you've got a, a bevy of them. I know I'm missing some. Uh, you got Anthony Black. Yeah. You got, there's another one, isn't it? Another one that I'm well, missing. Well, Cole Anthony's there. And Cole, Cole, Cole Anthony. Anthony. There. There's like five of them. But he's better than all of them, I think. And they'll be Malik like, Monk is the best of the, all of those. Yeah. And I think they will look at it like they might keep Suggs because he defends at a high level, but they'd be like, let's move on from all these guys, bring Malik in. And get some other they person. like having all that depth though i know that they yeah. like having all that depth and i guess it's all about role too like is is malik cool with the role that he has 
does he want to be a firm starter? Not just got a guy that comes in and out of the starting lineup or is a, you know, the microwave that he is. And I think that the personal element of it matters too, right? You Not just the taxes and the money, but happiness. Mm-hmm. And I think he's found a home and found a team that believes in who he is and doesn't want to change him, doesn't want to try to, quote unquote, rehabilitate him like I think the Lakers did. Right. They want to bring him out of the dregs of Charlotte and show the world what he can be like. We see what he is. Mm -hmm. And I think Sacramento fans love him. But then you got your your boy, your guy in in De'Aaron Fox. So I think that matters, too, in the environment. Mike Brown, all of that, I think, plays a role. And like, when's the last time that you could say that truly about Sacramento, that all of those intangibles matter more than the money? Mm. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah. In a minute. 20 years. (laughs) It's <laughs> just 17 years, something like that. Um, did you follow the King Siakam situation from oh, from yeah. last Friday? The, <laughs> the grand opening, grand closing of Club Siakam in Sacramento? I mean, Siakam, let's be real. I'm done. I'm done with his bull. You know what I mean? Like, he's he's on some other stuff. You know what I mean? Like, he's... They, they were given OG a hard time about him being a quote-unquote diva, which he is not. And I think Siakam is a little bit of a diva. I think he wants to – have you ever met those people who have been – they've been in a relationship since high school, you know, and maybe the girl or guy that they were with is good or bad. It doesn't matter. They just want to know what it feels like <laughs> to be single in the prime of your life and desired, right? They yeah. want to – it doesn't – how good the thing that they could be in is, I'm I'm testing it. I'm gonna I'm gonna sow my wild oats. That's Siakam. It's like, baby, do you know who you are right now? Like you're not that guy at all. You don't need to be telling Sacramento, I'm not gonna resign with you. I'm gonna test the market. I'm not gonna. Okay, dude, you're just gonna end up staying in Toronto or going to another place that's even worse. The whole thing, and like, I'm done with Masai too. I, no. I almost said something that I would only say off, off, uh, oh. into the group chat oh my. about oh, okay. just the umbrella of it all, and you can just the umbrella of it all of like that these dudes over here have the same mentality, which is to scam you. They're like <laughs> straight Nigerian prince behavior to straight scam, and it's like Masai, we're not giving you Keegan. No, what mm. are you talking about? Mm. Let me ask you this about Pascal, though. What And I don't know this to be true. I'm just kind of, you know, trying to read the tea leaves. What if he doesn't want to leave? If what he really wants is for Toronto to pay him. And through all this, Toronto's trying to trade him, all this other stuff. He's like, I don't want to leave. I'm not going to make it easy for you to trade me. I've heard that. But then I know I've talked to Samson Folk, who called the Raptors – you know, like I think for the Toronto star and he said that that's not necessarily the case Mm. that there's not really a lot of love between that franchise and Mm. him. And maybe he likes the city, but the way that Masai has prioritized players, he's prioritized OG over Pascal. And maybe that's monetary because OG was on such a team friendly deal and he did so many things, but like Pascal is a roller coaster ride. He needs the ball in his hands at all times. He could never be in the role that OG was in where he's off ball, just kind of like cutting and waiting for the flow of the offense to dictate to him. When he's not involved in the offense directly, he's just 
he's just not really there. And I, I, I don't see it. I don't see that he's got like this romance and he wants to stay with his long-term girlfriend. I don't, I don't see that at all. You're listening to D'Lo and Casey on KIFM West Sacramento, 98.5 FM, Carex, QHD2 Sacramento, ESPN 1320, always live on the free Odyssey app, live on 1320 TV, uh, Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter as well. Trista Crick, host of the Heat Check podcast, joining us here. So ultimately, do you think that Toronto and Sacramento wind up back at the table together? Candlelight, candlelight dinner with some roses on the... They're going to spin the block. You know, I mean... I think in general, if Siakam tells you I'm not re-signing in Sacramento no matter what, or if he tell his agents tell Monty, what do you do? You're just gonna just gonna roll the dice and see if he likes it there. I think that's what you do. Trade, <laughs> I think that's what you do. And you're getting HB off the books, and you say, well, at least we'll have cap space. I'm only trading summer. Harrison if he loves Canada. Yeah, Harrison. We'll make sure Harrison. Do whatever is happy Harrison no matter wants what. to do. Okay, <laughs> this make, is your team now, buddy. We'll make, do what you make want. sure Harrison is happy. Um, but yeah, I I think there's a certain point where I take the risk. Like Monty's take the 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 the, the Tyrese Domas trade was a risk. Mm-hmm. It's worked out really well for Sacramento. I I might you know roll the dice. Certainly you know a different set of dice in this conversation. <laughs> I might roll the dice again and 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 take a risk to see if I can get him to come here. He'd be really good there. It's a it's and if you could get away with not trading any of the young guns and just trade HB and whatever filler that you're gonna have to, and maybe like a pick. I don't even know what the package was supposed to be, mm-hmm. but uh, HB I know was at the center of it, and I think Sacramento fans are ready for him to be gone anyway. I think this year and the playoffs last year pretty much sealed the deal, and Herders. There might be more Herter frustrating. Yeah, there might yeah. be more frustration with Kevin Herter right now than yeah. Harrison Barnes. Yeah. I oh. had higher hopes for Kevin Herter. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Twelve months ago, I had just come out there and Herter was a microwave from three. Mm. We we saw them play the Lakers and it was just this insanely electric environment inside of there and then everybody loves red velvet and cave on and it's like no he's kevin he's back <laughs> mm-hmm. to being kevin <laughs> sorry yeah i don't I, think I, we've I wonder, seen, seen that we haven't seen Kevin all year yeah I, I was just gonna say i wonder what what's going on you know what i mean like what's obviously to me it's not a skill thing with him like he's a skilled ball player it's it's a confidence thing and what is it going to take to get him to feel good about himself and feel confident about his game and his shot. Because I feel like they tried everything. They threatened his minutes. They've taken him out of the starting lineup. He's focused on defense, all this other stuff, mm-hmm. and he just can't get right. I, I don't know what it is with, with, uh, with Herter at this point. Yeah, and, and confidence in the mental side of things in any field is really tough to get over, right? It's – you don't know what's going to be able with a carrot or the stick or some combination of both or him getting Zen, him getting off the internet. Probably the things that Kings fans say about him doesn't help. I know that I, we want to be honest and he's not been good. And you know, the reporting has been not critical. Yeah, gotta, that's been unfair. You got to be tougher. But like than he's that. Been yeah, trash. Yeah. You got to be tougher than got- that. Like that's it's, it's, it's ridiculous, but yeah. he is in a, 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 a form of business where, 
he will be openly criticized by people who can't do his job. Mm-hmm. It's just it is what it is. Any Harder public profession you have, your job, our job, it's the it's it's the same thing on a smaller level, but it's the same thing. You just have to deal with it. Harrison's got to deal with it. He's done a great job of it throughout the years because he's had to deal with it a lot. Right. Kevin Herter's got to do the same thing. Right. Maybe he needs to leave it at, at the office like De'Aaron does. <laughs> right. De'Aaron <laughs> just needs to, you know, De'Aaron just goes home and has dinner with his family. Maybe, maybe that's all Kevin Herter needs to do. The people, though, that can do that, I envy them. The ones who don't, like, they can be at dinner and just not think about whatever is plaguing them or whatever professional hurdles or stumbling blocks they're dealing with. They can just like shut it off. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I walk in the practice facility, shut back on, just make little to-do notes. And I just check out my to-do list and like, okay, back to where we started. Those people are so impressive. People are like, yeah, I don't care what people say about me. Of course they're going to say these things. Like that's obviously not true. And I just move on. Just continue to do my job. Like LeBron, think about this. LeBron James can't do that. LeBron James is is the peak of excellence, and even that guy worries about what people say about him. Who do you think is the best at that in the NBA right now? In the NBA? First person that came to my mind was James Harden. I don't think James Harden cares at all what people are saying. I think he does. I think he says he doesn't, but I, I think he does. This is the man who IG story to fat suit. Like he knows what he, he I think. Yeah, he's he kind of laughed at it though. <laughs> like I he he, he said it like that's what I'm about to do, guys. Like he kind of made a joke of it. Like I don't think he can. He care about his money and and his playing time. So, that's all. Harden's he cares a about. very sensitive dude. Harden Harden is is maybe one of the more low key. You think about where he came up, right? You had to go to Arizona State. He wasn't this like top top AAU pick prospect prospect Mm -hmm. he's always felt you know six man coming off the bench wanted his money in houston right from what i understand from people who have been around him worked on his skills like skills development stuff with him he's he's very aware of how people perceive him somebody said oh you know who it is i know who it is it's russ russ russell westbrook no, because yeah. no, it's not Russ. Yes, it is. Because Russ will go fight somebody for saying something yeah, wrong. Yeah, he'll. He, yeah, yeah, but then, so Russ but, 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 but he'll fight someone at the arena, and then when he all leaves, he's Clippers, done. But all those Clippers are a little <laughs> like Paul George. Nah, I think it's Russ. Harden. I don't know. I think like a, like probably a Giannis. Feels very down to earth when mm. it comes to like what people are saying. I think he feels the emotions that we all feel, which is that the Bucks are terrible right now. But mm. I don't think like people are getting into his head where he's worried about that. Is Paul? George I bet you Kobe that? didn't care. He's like, I just yeah, I go Kobe. to yeah. my job and yeah. I get better every day. Like these people are sheep. They have no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> like I'm just gonna do me. You have like he's at just like at such an elevated mental level above yeah. everyone else. Yeah. You know him when you see him too. They just feel at peace whenever you meet him. You're like you're way too calm. I'm, Fox I'm, is that that we that's how we started talking about yeah. this. That's how De'Aaron Fox is. I don't think Fox care about any of this Mm-mm. stuff. Nope. And and it's <laughs> oh it's, you know who's, oh we didn't even mention Jokic. No, oh, Jokic! Jokic! Don't I don't even down. think Jokic knows we talk about him. I don't think Jokic, <laughs> right. Jokic doesn't know hoops hype exists or the athletic is it. He ain't never listened to a radio show or a podcast in his life. 
He's live he streaming his horse cam and keeping it moving. <laughs> he literally hoops and then goes home, plays with his kid, <laughs> hangs out with his wifey, and then gets up and goes to the facility. Like, I would be surprised if he has any social media apps downloaded to his phone. No chance. Yeah, no chance. You don't care. Um, I love that you mentioned Kobe as such like an elite, elevated mental and people think, oh, we're going to Mamba mentality, baby. Yeah, you can't do that. You're not built for Mamba mentality. That's what people forget with that whole line, especially because it's 2024 and this is the Mamba year. We're going to be locked in. And it's like, yeah, that would be great if you had Kobe Bryant's line of thinking. But you don't. You have yours. You have your line of thinking. You don't have Kobe's line of thinking. So you can't do Mamba mentality. It's not a, it's not a tagline. It was literally how that dude you lived. Can. I don't think you can. You it's can. literally a way of thinking. Yeah, you can. It's not. I don't think you. It's can. not that complex. I, really, really, what what the mama name someone else who did it? Barry Bonds. Really, what Mamba mentality is is I don't. Here's what we talked about. I don't care if I'm liked, if I have friends, if I have fun. The only thing that's fun for me is success. That's the Mamba mentality, and that's a unique mentality. I, I, no, not everybody can do it. No, I under, I agree with you, but. It's not impo- it's not one of one. I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm saying people using the Mamba year as a tagline like <laughs> I'm going to do this is like okay. It's like be your best you in your mom. Yeah, like what stopped you from doing that in 2023? <laughs> Cuz it wasn't 2024. What stopped you from doing that in 2021? I've got my Christmas Grinch Kobe's on and I'm ready for my <laughs> Mamba year. You mentioned you can barely take the trash out, dog. Like you, <laughs> you need to get an, a like a day planner. You don't know how to live that Kobe life. <laughs> the amount of precision. You know who's really good at it? I'm sure, based on what I know, and I, I don't know him at all personally. But that guy Rob Deerdeck from the fun, like he had the Playhouse. Jeez. It was Rob and Big. Yeah. You guys remember him? Yeah, Rob and ridiculousness Big. every day or every he hour. Organizes, of the day. He organizes his life in like 15 minute increments and has them all like lined up in a grid and as soon as that thing's as soon as that time slot is done he's moved on to the next thing and he found a way to like optimize that level of optimization i'm sure is highly effective Mm. but you've got you're talking about 15 minute increments for just like everything (laughs) okay guys sorry i know this hit was I know we're doing well, but it's five. It's five fifteen on the nose. Got to Got to log off. That seems. That seems stressful. There's, do, that seems. How do I stressful. organize my life in fifteen minute increments when I spend nine hours a day with him? <laughs> that seems. Stressful. My whole day is blocked off Monday through Friday with Kenny. That that doesn't seem like a fun life. Now he's a, he's very rich. I'm sure he's having a good. But that just seems stressful. But neither is Mamba mentality. Let's be honest. Mamba mentality is a form of psychosis. Let's yeah. be real. Well, that's what it I'm is. saying. Like him, Barry Bonds, Tiger Floyd is kind of like that. You ain't got no friends. You don't have no Tiger. real real grasp on life on living. Not not life, but living, because you're just unbelievably laser focused. On. Tom Brady is like that. You just, yeah, I don't true. care about 12. my family. Yeah. I don't care about no. my family. I have to pay till no. 45. No. These you people I mean? are not real human beings, right? Like they're just not. The, the mama mentality is very different than Jokic. I think it's actually, you go around a circle and they meet. Jokic is so far into the like work-life balance. Basketball mm-hmm. is just one piece 
of my life. And it's a small one. It's like 15% of the things that I think about on a daily basis. And when I finish, I don't think about it. And then you've got all I focus on is basketball. These other people talking about me, they don't matter because all that matters is these 250 middies I have to put up. And you know what the funny part about that is? The life that we all should be striving to live is the Jokic life. life. That's the life we should be striving to live. That's living. But no one ever goes, man, I want I want that Jokic vibe. Where, mentality. Like, it, it, That's like, what I think every day, guys. I think that every day. How can I make more and work less? I think that every day. The uh, Bill Simmons had a great analogy for Shaq. I, this is one of his. He's actually hit this one out. The, he said Shaq was like somebody that was like really, really smart, really, really smart. And if they maxed their potential, they could have been a four-two student in college, mm-hmm. right? But Shaq was like. Why be a four-two student when I can be a three-six student and have and go to parties and have mm-hmm. fun and do all this other stuff? And that's what he said. Like Shaq could have been by far the greatest player to ever play, but he's mm-hmm. like, I want to rap, I want to have fun. I'm a celebrity. Mm-hmm. I want to. I got money. Like mm-hmm. I can win champion and be and be and have fun as opposed to winning nine and having no fun. Right. And I was like, that's pretty spot on. Yeah, and I think as fans, we should kind of keep that in mind when we criticize players for not being like the top 5% of athletes who all they do is think about getting better every single day. And we want them to care about every single position. We want them to care about every single game. We want them to be a winning player. But ultimately these dudes have like $400 million and they're 25 years old and they're sick and attractive. And at the peak of their powers, probably sometimes they let go of the rope a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And even if you're not attractive, have that $400 million. Andrew Wiggins. Ain't no such. Oh. Hey, no, hey. Don't do that to Hey, Don't do all that. Don't do that. I was, I was going to Jay-Z line. Ain't no, th- you know, ain't no thing as an ugly billionaire. I'm cute. But, man. I thought about it. Uh, he Eric. did get cuter. I thought about Jay-Z Eric got cute. His long hair. He got Beyonce. Here's the thing I want to ask you guys. This is a, I never thought about asking you this until right now. Do you think the attractiveness of someone's partner makes that person more attractive? Um, it probably does for like if if an ugly dude is with a beautiful woman, a woman on the outside will look at more attractive. Yeah. Say the other part then. Well, I don't think <laughs> no, I don't because I don't think we care one way or the other on the other side. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think, think it has I think effect. yeah, I yeah. think you're absolutely right. But the you're but, like, dang, he bagged Beyonce. <laughs> What's he going right. on over there? Right, right. It, it, it makes him like, more attractive to the woman. He's got. Yeah, he's got a little You start rationalizing it like, oh, yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. he can, he's like a good rapper. He's, yeah, I'm sure that like a lot of reasons. Yeah, you start to rationalize it. Yeah. Like Jack Harlow. You know, Jack Harlow is like oh. not good at like attracting, but you're like, good smile, you know, like very charismatic. Vibes, and the yeah. more. Yeah, hi. the more successful you get, too, then they, like, get that swag. They're like, I've got a lot of money swag. Not to be confused with real confidence, but sometimes you get confused. And then they walk around, and they've got it, and you're like, oh, they've got – that confidence is attractive. Oh, yeah. They think they can just come up to me and – You can buy confidence. My- yeah. Just to – you can absolutely buy hey, confidence. It's, it's, it's like uh, the age-old um, uh, thing that the people say. You're not ugly. You're just broke. Fact. Lived it. <laughs> Facts. Stop it. I know the $230 eyelash <laughs> extensions say exactly that.
See, there you go. I need to start getting. I need to get them bags under my eyes taken out. Go pay two hundred fifty dollars to do that. I saw Demar Hamlin was wearing uh, one of those uh, eye patches. I saw it on that GQ thing. He had his, and he says he wears them uh, for ten minutes every day. Okay. Yeah. Well, shout out Demar Hamlin. Um, in a attempt to get us back to the NBA, <laughs> um, who's the ugliest? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> You mentioned uh, Tyrell Hill. Okay, stop it. Eric Williams. Stop it, both of you. Sam Cassell. You talk. How did he get Jennifer? That was a crazy part. Well, we know how, but how? Um, we talk about ugly basketball. You mentioned the Milwaukee Bucks a minute ago. Kings. You know they got blown out at home by the Pelicans the other night. They've lost to Charlotte in recent weeks. They've lost to your. Uh, Portland Trailblazers in recent weeks, and you talked about, you know, and Kenny and I were talking about the Bucks earlier losing four out of their last five. They're playing ugly. Is that, for both of those teams, is that just the ebbs and flows of a season? Or should fan bases be concerned? Should do, should Kings fans be? Kings fans are definitely, be they're definitely concerned right now. Should they be? Bucks title contenders, should they be concerned? Kings fans shouldn't be concerned because you've played really good basketball against everyone except for the New Orleans Pelicans, pretty much. So, I mean, maybe they just have your number. Maybe it's like the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Bills. Like, the Cincinnati Bengals just beat the Bills. Anytime they play them, doesn't matter who's in, who's out, where they're playing, they're going to beat that ass, and that's what it is. And that feels like what the Pelicans are right now, and maybe it's just a bad matchup. And C.J. McCollum came out and said this, too. He said, I always have a little something extra for the Kings, because they told me that they were going to draft me, and then they didn't. Well, at least he wanted so to be there's here. that. Well, there's that. There's a lot. There, that's a long list of people. <laughs> that's a yeah. long list of players. That, that, that's just literally an all-star team. Yeah. There anymore, that's, DJ. A, that's damn near a Hall of Fame team that could beat the Kings' ass for doing that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Headed by your boy. Your boy is probably at the top yeah. of that list. Yeah. T-Rob. Taking T-Rob was... Okay, was we, we know like what happened. Ball. We don't need to... Yeah, it was absolutely in, in, inciting. But I think for the Bucks fans, when it's not just the fact that the Bucks are playing ugly, it's the fact that Giannis is making these comments. Like Giannis is concerned, right? Giannis thinks that the guy that's washing the uniforms could do his job better, right? Like that's what he said. Every single part of this whole machine needs to get better. Not just our coaching and our players, but even the dude washing my jersey still needs work. And so that would give me great pause. No pause intended. Just great (laughs) reservations. The defense, we know it's bad, but offensively it's clunky too at times. Dame hasn't looked right. And I firmly believe, I firmly stand by what I said when he walked down the middle of the street with both twins in hand, for his coronation ceremony, going down whatever street in Milwaukee that was. He's not happy. He does not want to be here. It's a good basketball situation. Terrible life situation. He does not want to be in Milwaukee. He wants to be in in Miami. And you can see it. His eyes just – and he's got stuff, personal stuff going on. His eyes just don't – you know when you see the sparkle? No sparkle. Well, they're all stuck with each other, so they need to figure it out. So that's what's going on with that. Hey, can I go a little – You sound like my boss. <laughs> well, oh man, 
<laughs> can I go? Can I go a little off script with TK? Because we we talk. as long as you have to follow that remark and not me. So go ahead. <laughs> we talk. We talk NBA because uh, this is an NBA savant when you talk about Trista Crick, but she knows other sports, and it is NFL wild super wild super card wild. weekend. What you think? I mean, what what you, what you seeing? Do you, do you see? Do you believe in Buffalo? Um, are the Eagles really finished? Like we all know they are. Dallas, like what, what you see? Detroit uh, Rams. Who wins that game? What, what you thinking about Wild Card Weekend? So I actually, in terms of Detroit Rams, I like the Rams in that spot, three and a half. I'm the, I think the Rams- one. I'm the only one that likes Detroit. I think Detroit's winning that game. I'm a, I'm a one man wolf pack. Yeah, Stafford back in Ford Field. The narratives are there. You've got Kyron Williams. The Rams in general have been an offensive powerhouse, not when just they have Cooper Cup and guys that they can throw deep to and guys that they can do these trick plays with. It's when they can run the damn ball. Like they have to be scary on the ground in order to be doing that trickery. And Kyron Williams is absolutely elite at that, especially since he's come back from injury. He's been really good. So I like how that offense is flowing. Puka is really good, obviously. We know that. He's going to win offensive rookie of the year most likely. And then you've got uh, on the defensive side, they've sort of figured things out. They still have Aaron Donald. So revenge spot for Matt Stafford. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Jared Goff, they both switched teams, so there's a lot of narratives there in general. But I kind of like the Rams as dogs, and I kind of like the Rams. And this is just a bet. I don't think it's actually going to happen, but this is a good bet. I think Rams 20-1 to 1 to win the NFC is a good bet. It's not the craziest thing in the world. It really isn't. They might be the second best team in the NFC. Yeah, that was the team I thought was the yeah. scariest for San Francisco. I agree. And then in terms of the AFC, I like the Bills. I've been talking about it with Buffalo. I come on every Tuesday with them at 4, mm. uh, Eastern Standard Time. Go on WGR mm. if you guys want to hear it. Anyway. It's so they- like openly acknowledging you cheat on us. That's how I see it. Now, I know. I, do these other I know what we signed up for. <laughs> But I thought you were going to become a housewife at some point. Don't stick beside her. I thought you were going to be a housewife at some point. Really quickly, as a side, really not fast, how you met I, her. Need, I need to get I need to get this question out. I was listening to Drew Hill the other night. Oh yeah. And the song "Sleeping in My Bed" yep. came on yeah. the radio. Is that like the cardinal sin? If you're cheating on somebody and you let that person sleep in your man or girl's yeah, bed, yeah, they yeah. not just like yeah. smash in the bed, somebody smashing in my bed. You let them have postcoital naps. <laughs> that, that is is that like the cardinal sin? Nah, both of them are. But yeah, both crazy. of them. Yeah, yeah both of them. Yeah. Like we don't do nothing in my bed. If you don't do something, like we, I might be able to work through it. You know, we might be able to work. Don't yeah, do don't do it in my house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The house the is bad you better too. go to the Sheraton but the somewhere. Sleeping, the sleeping not a, the, really there, there's a level of intimacy to sleeping. Like that's not just a quick <laughs> that's just not a quick hit. It's really like I don't care. Yeah. Like I don't care about you. Yeah. It's whatever. You guys are starting to get to it a place of like actual emotional connection. If you are allowing one another to fall asleep, you're most vulnerable, naked and asleep. <laughs> that's the most cardinal that it gets, I think. All that to say, I like the Bills. Well, that's Trista Crick. You can catch her every week here uh, with D'Lo and KC. Uh, you and could elsewhere. Also, right after well. Buffalo. Wow. When is Memphis? Wow. When is Memphis? Do you just come home to us? You're just running yeah, around. Yeah, I just think that's what it is. Yeah, you guys are the last slot of the Tuesday. Like, this is me. 
I'm coming home. I'm <laughs> no, coming no, it's home. not that. They're just appetizers. You guys are the full meal. You're not. Well, there's probably a lot wrong with what you just said, but you're not sleeping in Buffalo or Memphis. Just to be clear. No. Okay. All right. No. Though you did take a trip to Buffalo. I think we tried to FaceTime you. I'm going again next week. Wow. Wow. Coming here. wow. 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 Well, okay. Back well, here. there you have it. That, that's where Sacramento ranks on the pecking order. Uh, we'll come back. Trista Crick, Heat Chat Podcast here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Jesse, I think we almost had it there. So I I don't want to... We could bring that conversation. It's obviously news. I wouldn't have fired Mike. Uh, you said I, he had a good run. He's been the coach since 2018. He never finished below 500. He, he had a 12 and five season in 20, seven and ten last year, six and eleven. They fired him after two bad seasons. Was yeah, coach of the year at one point too. I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't have fired him, but it does kind of feel like that there's an argument to me. Mike Vrabel in Tennessee had gone as far as he was going to go. I, I disagree with that a little bit. Because I'll ask you this question: Did did Tennessee did Tennessee finish six and eleven? Did they fall short this year? Yeah. Um, no, I no, mean, they six, didn't. Six and eleven is a little lower. No, it's not a expect. it's not a good record. It's not a good record at all. That's but not a good football a little, team. A, no, they're not good. But it, it just it was t- it kind of felt I don't like think it was so. time. Man, it, three six seasons, six seasons is where it gets worn out. There might have well, been. A so we're getting rid of Mike Brown too, in four uh, years. Well, no, but I mean, it's six seasons, and you you reached your height of getting to the AFC Championship game, and then you failed. No, every, then re, then then fix your every roster. Year after that, fix your roster. I fix mean, that could, be, that could be said. Team about, was twelve and five that, three years that ago. That could be said about any coach, though. No, absolutely. But I feel like I, 
All right. We, look, this isn't Belo and JC in Tennessee. <laughs> I wouldn't have fired Mike Vrabel. I think that was the wrong call. I wouldn't be mad if they kept him. I would, I that was the wrong call. Yeah, that's that's, that's, that's they're like owners and but but that's, that's that's weird. Firing Mike Vrabel was weird. But like I said, I think you got it just a little bit off there, Jesse. We had the the merry go round. Vrabel goes to New England. Harbaugh goes to Vegas. Bill Belichick goes to the Chargers. I didn't think about that one. That one, that works. That's that's what that's what I've been hearing. We certain one. We certain Bill's getting fired. No, or we're not certain. Okay, I feel pretty certain. good about it. Are we certain Bill gets another job immediately? If he wants one, yes. yeah, absolutely. I'm just, hey, I'm a don't hey, say it like that. I was just asking. Bill, Bill, um, Bill Belichick uh, was listening to a conversation last night with Bill Simmons and Cousin Sal. Oh, wow. And uh, I hope someone out there listens to this show like Kenny listens to. <laughs> yeah, that's another one. It's once a week at this point. Man, <laughs> he has three shows a week. But uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's Friday one usually gets lost in translation. But yeah, cousin Sal, I listened to that one. But he was talking about how Bill Belichick is the best coach of all time. I don't know. I don't know. Because the re- the reason why he laid that out was he said, "You look at his years without Tom Brady in Cleveland." Here in New England, and they're they're very pedestrian or below. Made the playoffs with Mac Jones. He's not very good. That's a feather in his cap. With the Browns too, they were they a losing team or they just failed in the playoffs year after year. I don't think they made the playoffs. Did they? Or no, they might have made the no, playoffs. I think they made twice. the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm finding. I'm using this opportunity to say it's still Bill Walsh. Okay, it's fine. Bill Walsh is the uh-huh. GOAT. It's Mike Tomlin to me. Jesus. Mike Tomlin, bad boy. Goodness gracious. There's only one all-time wins leader, by the way. Okay. He's not the greatest. I didn't say anything. They played like eight <laughs> games back then. <laughs> hey, you need to stop. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's very much Bill Russell is the greatest of all time. <laughs> oh, now we're disrespecting Bill Russell, huh? Wow, it oh, would be me. Wow. Went straight I would never Dolph- do it. Went from the Dolphins to the Celtics. My bad. My bad. My bad. I want to hear what I walked in on a second ago, but uh, the Kings are bringing back uh, legend Juan Toscano-Anderson. Okay, all right, uh, JTA's deal. back. Uh, James had told us, I don't know that, I'm sure he said it on the Insiders, he told it, like, hey, I think this is going to happen. Yeah. I don't know that he's cleared waivers yet. They didn't put out a press release for it, which is what I think got James's attention. Uh, but our man Chris Biederman, who is in Detroit, I think is in Detroit. Yeah, yeah I couldn't tell. It's one so of his, cold in the what, his, the way his tweet was worded. I couldn't tell if he or uh, Ja was there. But um, yeah, Chris Biederman just tweeted that the Kings are in fact bringing back once Scott Anderson. Hey, you say his Andrew. name now? Ja, who? Chris? Oh, Chris. Oh, what do you? Chris, be careful. Be careful. Well, redacted. Well, no, no, no. I'm I'm, I'm putting <laughs> it out there. <laughs> No, Chris Biederman. Oh, boy. Chris Biederman. If I say it three we, times. We Chris, Cat Williams it out here I, in 2024. If I say Chris Biederman names. three times, he's going to uh, appear. Lex Luger walking out on Nitro. See? Hey. That's why 1140 don't talk to Matt George. Matt George quit. I had him on on Monday. And that's Lex Luger right there. That's it. That was it. It was mad at him ever since. Oh, man. That's all bad. What did I walk in on during that commercial break? No, Jesse dropped the, dropped the nugget, dropped the bomb on me, where he said Joel Embiid is eight games away from not being eligible for any awards. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah. Because I know he's, he's out tonight. He's out tonight, right? 
See, I'm confused because um, I saw nine games. I think it was yesterday. I don't know if him missing today would be the eighth the or just makes it seven. Eight. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. What, John Poles, were you counting tonight or is he already eight away? And if he misses tonight, it's seven. The basis is he's really close already. I feel like there's already a tweet that says he's out tonight. But I don't, I don't know what that does for tw- your number. I thought the tweet said Wednesday, didn't it? Or did it say tonight? What's today? Today's Tuesday. Oh, yeah, never mind. Um, it, said, it, it did say Wednesday. Uh, but that's crazy. <laughs> Probably the MVP made that. And then, Yo, I, and then I put an over-under. I was that's like, bananas. is he going to make it? And we were like, I don't think he's going to make it. Well, we're Like, a- he's just going to miss – he's going to miss no more than seven games for the rest of the season from here on out? I don't think he's going to make is looking it. Good he really he's number is. one on the MVP ladder right He really right now, is too. the MVP. <laughs> yeah. That's wow. a trip, though. John Paul says after he misses tomorrow's game, which he's already been ruled out for, it'll be eight. Got you. Got you. Wow. Mention the MVP louder while we're at it. De'Aaron Fox, no longer honorable mention, just <laughs> off, the, <laughs> off the list completely. Yo, come on, man. But. Come but, on. They're dirty for that, bro. DeMontis opponents is at number eight. Hey. hey. Did you see – did you see uh, <laughs> uh, the players – I think it was the players of the week – Yesterday, got announced. Singoon. Yeah, and it was it was Singoon in the West. It was uh, Jalen Brunson mm. in the East. And where was it at? Jalen Jalen or Singoon? We'll just go with him. Good year, good uh, good week. Twenty four points per game, seven rebounds, four point five assists. Demontis Sabonis this past week put up twenty two seventeen and eight. <laughs> <laughs> and is not player of the week. Maybe the win loss thing happened. Singoon and the Rockets were three and one this past week. I guess the Kings were two and two. Actually, uh, three and two. I don't know. When was yeah? Thirty first was Sunday. So Sunday to Sunday, they're three and two. Uh, more from Chris Biederman, uh, as you brought up earlier. Um, Kevin Herter is in fact back in the Kings starting lineup tonight. Okay, so we don't have time right now but keep that pin there and we'll take the pin out when we come back because i got I think, a question i was like why why the hell don't we have time i forgot we just talked to trista quick till trista has to go to work kind of so. stuck in that minute of doing right no, now yeah. it's fine no no no. it's fine we'll, we'll we'll step out we'll come back herder's back in the starting lineup Juan toscano anderson is back with the sacramento kings uh we'll talk about all of that stuff plus we got uh jason jones set to join us uh, in about 30 minutes or so, Will Z's coming up. We got Will Z. Gonna, he's going to join us in a couple minutes. Yeah. Uh, so that's all ahead here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Back here with our main man, Will Z, on ESPN 1320, on the Odyssey app, on the TuneIn app, on 98.5 FM HD2, and, of course, on 1320 TV, Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter, wherever you are. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Hit the thumbs up if you're on one of the video streaming platforms. If you're on an audio streaming platform, just hit the heart that saves us as your favorite radio station. Uh, Will Z, WillZStats.com. Uh, we were just talking a couple of minutes ago uh, with Will about the difficulties in writing uh, preview articles for a, against a, you know, a bad team. You're trying to find key matchups, trying to find key numbers, but you got the Sacramento Kings facing a team that's won three times this year. Of course, with the way the Kings have played, that doesn't give any Kings fan any comfort no, level. No. Uh, but we're, <laughs> what were you able to dig up about Detroit? 
it's really i always go back to like close your eyes throw a dart at a dartboard and you're gonna hit a bad stat or good but in this case bad and it's really detroit's just bad across the board so just do a, a quick rundown just doing a quick kind of bullet list points 25th rounds 20th assists 19th steals 30 turnovers second most Three-point attempts, 29 point percentage, 28th. Made threes, last. Personal fouls, most. It's just areas where they're just terrible. And that's how you end up as 3-33. and 33. All I heard so, Will say was Pistons are about to make 25 threes tonight like Orlando It's did. possible. You know, we've seen it I was looking before. and trying to figure out like how they won their games. Like, Did they get like super hot from three? And not really. Their opponents didn't even... like go super cold it's just i think one of those things where eventually it'll happen where a team runs into them but so hopefully not the kings so hmm. let me ask you this do they do anything good or at least average um like do they not foul a lot maybe that's a good thing <laughs> no they foul in the league well, okay there's and that. that actually honestly makes me the most i was trying to figure out how can the kings lose this game so the Pistons, they have 22.9 fouls per game. That's most in the league. And their opponents, as of that, shoot 27.7 free throws. So what worries me is if the Kings get to the line like 35 times and make 19 of them, I think fans would lose their minds <laughs> if they lost to the Pistons because of not making their free throws. Oh. To me, that's kind of the clearest avenue other than just the Pistons getting going from beyond the arc and the Kings going cold. Um, I think that that's how they could lose. And I really hope that's not what happens. Have you done any, have you looked at these like Charlotte games, Portland games? I mean, it's hard to throw the Pelicans in there because Pelicans are a good mm -hmm. team. They're a top six team. Have you looked at the bad teams that the Kings have played and tried to figure out like what, what happens in these games? Like what's so different? What goes wrong? I haven't much. Um, I don't usually go back to games. Um, That's a smart thing. No one wants to go yeah. back and watch that Charlotte Not game. losing games. No, no one wants to go back and see all those numbers <laughs> again. That's a that's a hard pass. It just, like, you, you look at the, you know, we speculate. I did. I don't want to say we. I did. I. It feels like, you know, the Kings will get down by, you know, 12 or 13. This is what we saw on Sunday, Will. And mm -hmm. they try to hit, like, a 13-point shot. Like they try to get back into it just as, all right, let's not, let's not, let's not work. Let's not grind. Let's just try to get back into it as quickly as possible. And then, you know, one miss turns into two, turns into three. Those lead to transition baskets. And all of a sudden, as Kenny laid out a couple mm -hmm. of days ago, that, that uh, a 20 point lead turns into a 40 point lead before you get back from the bathroom. <laughs> yep. I think that's definitely a big aspect of it. And I was at the game on Sunday. It was a, one of the first games I've been to in a long time that felt like I lost out on some money and spent money poorly. It was just a bummer, but it's kind of a thing looking back at their biggest losses um, again with Sunday being the most recent, their three point attempts in their big losses. You got 45, 45, 44, 40, 37. That's a little lower 41, 42, 41. So when they're down, they're definitely taking a lot of threes and they're sitting at what are they um on the season they attempt 41.1 .1. so 
So it's around their average, but you don't see them really try something new when they get down. It felt like against New Orleans, as soon as they got down, it was over. And not down big, but down by like nine. It just seemed like they didn't have any way to change their offensive strategy to try and get in the paint more. It was just hit that kick out three that was open, but it's the same shot, the same play every time. And yeah, I think they just kind of get in that routine when they're down. Exactly like you're saying, Damien. Yeah, I don't I don't know if they right now, this group, they they have the fight to um if they're down by seventeen, say it's just seventeen in the second quarter, like we we get that. That's nothing. Go on a quick seven on run, it's down to ten or quick yep. eight on run. That like they don't they don't seem to have that in them right now. For whatever yeah. reason. I don't know why it is. I'm not saying they can never get it. But right now if it gets to 17, it's like, this one's over. That's what they're saying. <laughs> Not me. That's what they're saying. Like, mm-hmm. this one's done. And that's unfortunate to see. I expect I expect better out of them for, than that. And hopefully it's something where we don't see them have to get down against Detroit. Down by 17. Yeah, let's avoid right. that. Yeah. I can see that happening. Though the Celtics, <laughs> we did start a text there when the Celtics were down like 20 or something like that <laughs> yeah, versus yeah. the Celtics to, or dur- versus the Pistons during the losing streak. Um, yeah, but let's just avoid that at all, yeah. at all costs. But <laughs> the sad part is, this is the worst part. If we're coming in tomorrow and the Kings lost, is anybody like really surprised? Mm-mm. With the way that the Kings are playing, you surprised? Then if they lose, like, no. yeah, again? if they lose, uh, I'd be, yeah, I, I know what you mean. I'd be surprised they lost to the Pistons. Pistons are awful. I just don't think they're playing well. But I, I don't even I mean, know. It was a two and two at I, home. Maybe that's. that's I don't even average. know who the know. the scary Terry is on the Pistons that could like carry Bojan. He's their second leading scorer. If he just makes like eight threes. <laughs> Jaden Ivey, you should have drafted Cade, me game. Cade would have been that. Cade would have been that. Yeah, would have been. Yeah, if he was sure. Playing. But now with him not there, yeah, like I don't, I don't know, I don't know who, who's gonna. Alec Burks, Alec former Burks. Kings legend. Okay. okay, kill the Kings. All right, stop it. Remember when he beat the Kings when he was with the Knicks and he had like twenty-seven yep. or something. Well, Corey Joseph did it a couple of times. I think Corey Joseph did it with Detroit. If I'm not. Was it Detroit? Oh, he, he did. Yeah, yeah, he was with yeah. Detroit. Yeah. Right after he got traded. Sacramento. Yeah, they came to Sacramento and did that. So, but I, I would be shocked. Not saying it couldn't happen. I would be surprised if they lost at this particular game. Marvin, it's your day, buddy. Oh my God! Let's go. That would break. That's Marvin Bagley's <laughs> music. By God, here he comes right now. Um, Marvin might play tonight. Isaiah Stewart's out, so. They need someone to eat up. Yeah, they need bodies. Yeah. I will be looking. I like the idea. I haven't watched him play very much, but I like the idea of Kevin Knox as like a low-key trade guy. Um, So I'll be watching him tonight. He long, athletic. He's still only 24. He's bounced around a little, got cut by the Blazers, but someone who I think fits the archetype of what the Kings need in terms of that kind of wing defender what they want from Kessler Edwards, but he hasn't really developed into it. So I'll be watching Kevin Knox play tonight. Again, I haven't watched him play, so it might be for nothing, but I like his numbers. He's shooting 36.1% from three, which is a big thing for Kings. Um, 
he doesn't have that many minutes, so 2.2 rebounds. But just what's he look like out there, and is that kind of someone to keep an eye on? Yeah. As I, again, very under the radar, throw a second-round pick. Well, well some money. There's, they, Detroit might not even want to pick. Cash considerations here. Use this to pay yeah. Monty's salary. Yeah. Um, what do your numbers uh, tell us, uh, Will, about De'Aaron Fox and the stretch that he's in Ooh, right now? Man. It's been a rough five-game stretch. I think that the Kings winning has kind of allowed it not to be really a focus and Malik Monk going off especially. But in the last five games, Fox is sitting at 19.2 points, 3.4 assists, uh, sorry, 3.4 rebounds. I have a typo in my article. Um, rebounds, five assists on 37% from the field, 26.7% from three, 70% from the line. And it's just kind of a dip across the board. And if you look specifically at his two-point shooting splits, restricted area, and floater area, and mid-range, on the season before this five-game stretch, he was at 64, 50, and 52%. In the last five games, he's at 57, 39, and 18. So that's a huge drop-off in his two-point game. And it feels like he's not moving as well. His handle looks a little looser. It just doesn't look the same as before. So I don't know if that's what it is. I know James asked, and he gave kind of the standard answer of everyone goes through stretches. But... Is something going on, or is it just kind of a rough stretch where he's not making shots? I don't know. I think once or twice a year, it does look like De'Aaron's dying. <laughs> like we, I mean, we did, we did, and I don't like it. Does it looks like man, De'Aaron looks jacked up, and then all of a sudden, like he's okay. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what does that. I feel like last year. Correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't they finally sit him? Yeah, he he had. A, did he, he had, have an ankle? Or I think a, it was a foot situation, and he finally sat for a game or two. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I, I think off the top of my head, it was after the Toronto game, they went into New York, he sat, they got beat up. Yeah, they got Or maybe he up. came back for the Toronto game because that was in the middle of the week. But it was the Knicks game where he sat in mm-hmm. New York. Yeah. yeah, and then he came back. He played against Philly. So he sat two games, Cleveland and Knicks, and then came back. They lost against Philly, but after that, he scored 27, 24, 37, 22, 26, 26, 31. The list goes on. Cleveland was the the nineteen zero finish to the game. Mm, then they lost yeah. the Sunday to the Knicks. Yep. He didn't play. Yep. And then he came back against Toronto, and that's when Fred Van Fleet pushed him into the fourth row and didn't get a foul call. Uh, <laughs> yeah, almost nope. tied the game. Nope. Mike Brown got thrown out of that game. <laughs> Your basketball memory is so it's quite it's wild, right? Yeah, it was yeah. yeah. it's wild, right? Okay, well, you can't remember what I asked you to do last week, so the fact that you can <laughs> recite a moment, you can't remember what Jasmine told you to do yesterday. I'm still trying to remember. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> you, you need 15-minute increments, buddy, 15-minute increments. Yep. Uh, Will, great stuff as always. Head over to willzstats.com, and good news, my friend, we'll see you tomorrow. Looking forward to it. My Thanks, man, sir. appreciate you, Will. Take care, big dog. That's our man, appreciate Will Z, right there, willzstats.com. Uh, see what our, our, our guy is cooking up over there uh, on his very own website. And remember, we're going to be out at Sky River Casino February 2nd uh, when the Sacramento Kings take on the Indiana Pacers in Indiana. And perhaps that will be the only time they face Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah.
Hopefully. Uh, yeah, hopefully. Uh, he looked dead yesterday, but it, uh, we found out today he's, at, in fact, okay. But he will not be, and man, I feel bad. We've seen a lot of these messages. He will not be at the Golden One Center on the 18th. Um, uh, but Tyrese is doing good. Come join us. Uh, live show, 12 to 4, uh, Sky River Casino. Friday show. Yeah. Uh, 4.30 start time for the game. This is one of the best setups we've had uh, for Sky River Casino since the start of the NCAA tournament when we did our very, very first one uh, last March, you know, almost one year ago. Uh, so this 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 is going to be the one. This is the one we've been pushing for. We've been, you know, it, it, we needed everything to kind of fall into place for it to happen, and it did. Friday, February 2nd, Sky River Casino, live show, watch party, food, drinks, uh, come hang out with us. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 